0: Alright, so a little different of an episode here The first 25 minutes uh, Matt and I, we review the first three games of the Big East And then the second half of the pod We give our instant reaction to that uh, Very difficult to watch Marquette game So if you want to just hear about that Fast forward to, like I said, about 25 minutes in the pod Still 3-1 in the biggies, 13-2 overall, nothing to sneeze at. All right, let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the 14th rendition of the Friar Town Pod. Nate Crow here with my co-host, Matt Shaker. We're going to do things a little different today. Uh, the first half of this pod, we're just going to be recapping uh, the Friars so far in Big East play. Their first three games, they're 3-0. We're going to take a break. Matt and I, we're going to watch this Marquette game, which tips off in about 25 minutes. And then the second half of this pod, we are going to give you immediate reaction from that game. So, Matt, let's start. 3-0. The Friars tonight can become the first Friar team to go f- to start 4-0 in Big East play. And uh, they they beat some very good teams along the way in this 3-0 stretch.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, they haven't played one bad team yet. Let's put it that way. They went into the ball who is a good team, and they they were up 28 in the first half. The only reason why the, why the uh, first half didn't end at 28 points was because somebody, I think it was Davis, hit some desperation three at the buzzer. Yeah. So really, I mean, it was a 28-point deficit in the half that DePaul was facing against Providence. And, uh, of course, you know, they took care of business at Seton Hall. And, you know, Jeff Goodman came out and ranked them 13th in his AP poll uh, for his ballot. But then he went out and said that they were the luckiest team. So that doesn't make much sense to me. But then again, um, you know, if you're saying that... If you're literally specifically calling out PCs for their luck... After all the adversity that they faced over the last decade plus... Yeah. You
0: know, I question you. Um, listen, every team... faced adversity. Yeah, every, t- every team has had guys out due to COVID, injury, whatever... Um, Every team has gotten lucky. They're just like the easy, like, kind of scapegoat to be like, oh, they're the luckiest team, quote unquote, because they're freaking 13 and 1. Like, I mean, that's why it's kind of easy to call them out. And listen, I mean, we talked about this just a little while ago. They have been a little lucky, okay, in terms of other teams having injuries. Obviously, no Sunogo in the UConn game. Well, no Davis in the Wisconsin game. That's huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, what, 37 points last night? 37 to 14 or something?
0: Yeah, I mean... He's nuts. Literally goes all the way back to game three.
1: But it doesn't mean that Wisconsin was going to win that game. No, exactly. Necessarily, because ultimately, Justin Minai has just been a lockdown defender all year. He's been the best guy. I'm not saying... Necessarily getting steals or getting blocks, not necessarily in the statistical category, but in terms of forcing guys to take shots that they're uncomfortable taking and missing shots in big situations, Benai is locked out. He's as good as you're going to find. And I, you know, there's no hit. Davis was going off at 37 in that game. And you could say, okay, well, then who do you put on Davison? Um, well, you go and you put Durham on Davison. Another guy that was brought in. For multiple reasons, but primarily for defense. Because what did Cooley emphasize when when he brought in these transfers? Because last year they were terrible at it. Defense. It starts with defense on all of Cooley's teams from the beginning. That's where it all started. Their offense runs off of their defense. When, you know, their half-court set, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not a big fan of that flex, personally. He knows more than I do. We'll go with it. But I can tell you what. When their teams in the past have gotten out in transition and they've been able to run, they're off uh, because of their defense, getting stops and getting out in the break, they've been much more better off.
0: Yeah, mania has been phenomenal. Um, it's just nice to have a guy that, and we were just talking. Chris, about I couldn't it. agree more. Yeah. Oh, Chrissy Pants up in the chat. Yeah, well, his uh, comments
1: on Goodman.
0: Minaya, he can cover one through four, and uh, you know we'll we'll just jump right into it here with with Bynum. He's coming off the bench, but he's playing starter minutes. He's actually playing twenty eight minutes per game as a as a uh,
1: coming off the bench. Yeah, and he, I think it was twenty or twenty one minutes per game as a starter. So he's actually playing more.
0: Yeah, and it's nice to have his flexibility because, like you know, we were talking about in the in our little pre show meeting. Um. He can come in and substitute for literally anybody in that starting lineup. Like whoever's having a shit like first three, four minutes, whatever. Cooley can pull out any single one of those guys with maybe the exception of Watson. And Bynum can just replace any of them and then he comes in as the one and everybody just moves down a rung. Yeah, and exactly. It's nice to have that defensive versatility, especially with Manaya, because he can cover one, one through four. You can switch team. with him. Yeah, to really anybody, I mean, even small ball
1: centers. Yeah, he's he's capable of defending. Um, but you know, something too with buying and bringing Bond off the benches is that steadying presence, where, you know, you're you're not in the best shape. You know, you're you're a little erratic. What do you do? You call timeout. You bring him in. He calms everything down. Now I'm I'm drawing a blank on the actual stat here, um, but there was a statistic over. The th- uh the three games that he was out when Al Durham was running the show, who by the way has been phenomenal at Providence. I'm not trying to discredit him at all. They were like middle of the pack in terms of turning the ball over. But in the three games since Bonham's been back, they've hardly they've they are averaging, I think, like eight or nine turnovers per game as a team. And that just goes to say a lot, I think, about just the presence that Jared Bonham brings to the court, brings to the locker room, brings to the bench. Brings to this team, really. And, you know, I, he's not a senior. He's one of the few guys that can have back next year. And, you know, like, that gives some help for next year as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, he played the fourth most man out of anybody the other day at DePaul. Um, it, personally, I I think it's the man bun.
1: <laughs> hey, you me. know? <laughs> the man bun. He
0: comes out in that UConn <laughs> game with that man bun, and he's he is – man bun him is different. Uh, he has been great these last three games. Like you said, he's playing 28 minutes a game. He's averaging 12 points, four assists, four boards, and a pair of steals in those three games. Like he was. Listen, I, I know you were big on him when they brought him over, and you you knew more about him than I did. And you know, it's not like I was like disappointed by his play. Uh, you know, through the first. Seven games this year and last year, and obviously last year was playing hurt.
1: Yeah, last year he was hurt all year.
0: Yeah. I mean, and he just got off to a terrible start
1: shooting from three. But when you don't have your legs, yeah. you know, that's going to be tough to shoot the ball. He's it's just... also going to be tough to gain traction. And when you're that small, you need to be able to get by guys to score in the
0: paint. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course he was going to struggle. He's just different right now. The This is by far his best however many games stretch in a fryer uniform. I mean, these past three games, like, he... It, it's just wild like he just comes in and he just takes it over on offense he can score like he is a phenomenal passer like wow he was just he was so good the other day against the paul like i just i i didn't i honestly didn't know he had this kind of play in him to be quite honest with you
1: yeah i mean all the indications were his freshman year at st Joseph's that this is how good he would be I, eventually you know um of course, last year was a very unfortunate time for me. It was her. And, you know, you, you were also in the middle of a pandemic last year, which I get we're still technically, but things have changed. We actually got fans there now. And nobody can tell me, nobody can convince me that having fans there doesn't make an impact. Because it does.
0: Oh, yeah. Those even, if it's, dunks, baby.
1: even if it's not a home game, even if it's an away game, say at Wisconsin or, you know, Say, say you're away anywhere, Yukon. for the yeah, that's a better example. You know, um, you feed off the energy that's around you, mm-hmm. and when you have that, that energy inside of whatever arena, whether it's you know, in favor of PC or or you know, it's the away fans, I think that he's one of those guys, not like I think most of them are, but I think him greatly, they feed off of that,
0: yeah. I mean, unless it's you know, Wintrust Arena on Saturday in Nepal, where there was like literally a hundred people in the crowd. I get it. There was a snowstorm. <laughs> I've well. been to, I've been to, I've, you know, did, I've done the 20, 30 minute hike to uh, the Dunkin' Donuts Center in the middle of snowstorm. so I don't want to hear fun. it. <laughs> no, I know, but, fun, but you could hear like individual people yelling at that game the other day. It was, it was not a good look for television. Um, So, yeah, PC, uh, as Matt alluded to, that UConn game. We were there, by the way. That shit was crazy. That place is freaking huge, that XL arena. Like, I know they don't play all their home games there, but, like... That place is gigantic. That place. Like, you could put a pro team in that place. I could not imagine PC playing in that arena. That place was packed, too. Like, I have seats up in 208, okay? Like, where we were sitting was literally, like three times, four times as high as my seats, not even joking. And that place is steep. Like, especially when you're out of breath. A, yeah. When, I'm twenty six you know. years old. When, I shouldn't be out of breath climbing stairs When you're up and bro, like <laughs> U, W, wherever the hell we were, bro, like, oh my God. Especially drinking as much we did, all the pee pee breaks we need to take, bro. Like not was not <laughs> Yeah, that was not fun. But so PC wins that game at UConn. Um they take the lead with probably, like, halfway through the first half in that one. They're up by 9 or 10 at halftime. But once they took the lead, they never gave it up in that game. Uh, and they, they just... It's not like they were in total control, but, I mean, they dominated for... Basically from, like, the 10-minute mark in the first half to probably, like, the 5-minute mark in the second half. And that's when UConn kind of made their run, made it close... Uh, same same thing with the Seton Hall game, their uh, Big East home opener. Once they got that lead in the first half, they n- never gave it up. Uh, in until the end, where they started missing shots, turning the ball over a little bit. Seton started making their baskets, brought it within a one possession game. But Al Durham, he hits those free throws, baby. Him and Bynum, and then obviously uh, <laughs> PC just mopped the floor with the Paul the other day. Uh, they. I mean, it wasn't. I don't even. Probably before the first TV timeout. I mean, it that was game, yeah. Um. So they they've been playing extremely well. They've won what eight games in a row now. I mean, think about it. the last game we watched together on on TV was uh that Virginia game, and Fair. to think after that game after them putting up a forty, it's a bad omen for tonight. No, I know you might be the bad luck charm. You might be having <laughs> it on <of> my house. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but after that game, I mean, it would it would. It was hard to imagine that they would pull off a run like this, um, running up on two months since their last loss. So, listen, I'm not trying to jinx shit here, but uh, yeah, knock on that table. Um, so, Marquette today. Marquette is um, at the bottom of the Big East standings. They actually haven't won a game in conference play yet. They're 8-6 on the year. If you weren't uh, familiar, Shaka Smart is coaching them now. Uh, they played a... Good game the other day. They were on TV prior to PC on Saturday. Uh, Played a double overtime game against Creighton. They honestly probably should have won that game. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, we kind of knew coming in that, uh, you know, Marquette wasn't going to be a juggernaut in this conference. And obviously, you know, the record's showing it, although they've had a pretty difficult uh, non conference schedule. Yeah, Illinois, right? Yeah, Illinois, Wisconsin. UCLA. Uh they played St. Bonaventure when they were ranked. So Yeah, they
1: don't have any business going up against Johnny Juzang.
0: No. Nobody exactly. can play
1: nobody even close to him.
0: No, hell no. Or know. Tiger Campbell. Come on. I didn't you know, <laughs> when I looked at their schedule today and I saw they played UCLA, I was like, What what has Marquette done to like get UCLA on their schedule? I was very confused by that. Yeah, if I were if I were UCLA, I'd if I if I was the UCLA coach, I'd be t- having a talk with the athletic director after that one. Yeah. Yeah, UCLA is uh, certainly out of their league. Uh, so, yeah, Marquette. Um, let's just hope there's no, you know, Bats making appearance at this game. Actually, Kadim Bats was uh, was with the Friars pregame earlier today, I saw on Twitter. Was he? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, I liked him back in yeah. those days. Hopefully that's the only bat that makes an appearance He improved today. a
1: lot over his four years. Yeah. Well, people don't realize that he was redshirted as a freshman, so he didn't play. And then he's and then he started four years. It, um, actually, was it three years? Well, they had him. Nevertheless, throughout the time that he was playing there, he made great strides um,
0: to the point where he was actually able, capable of stretching the floor a little bit as a senior. Yeah, Providence, uh, they are 16th in the AP poll. I think tied for 16th technically with Kentucky. So that's weird. Does Kentucky have 16? Is there like a T-16? <laughs> like when you look at the standings. Um, nonetheless, they are the highest-ranked Big East team right now. And according to uh friend of the pod, Matt St. Jean at Matt St. Dream on Twitter, I just read a tweet prior to recording this, that this is the second time that they've been the highest-ranked Big East team. And the last time was when they were eight done senior year. Which was exactly...
1: Five years, five, six years, six years ago today.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's like this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, today was the Monday, which that was that that portion of that season was the last time they were ranked, too. So I think they can get higher than that eight man. I mean, th- this team right right now. I mean, obviously, nothing's going to come easy in this conference right now. But the the DePaul. Marquette, Saint John's, little three game stretch here is going to be one of the easier little pockets of this Big East schedule. Yeah. And um, man, if like you're that team, if 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 you're those dudes, as, you, go, as, you have to win as, as Ed games. Cooley would say exactly. Absolutely. You take care of business, like you know Villanova. The last five years, they don't they don't lose games like this. You know what I'm saying? Like show show that you're those dudes, and then you know. After that, you know you're going to have to play UConn and Seton Hall again later in the month. Play Nova,
1: yeah the end of the season a couple times and you know those are gonna be the tougher games you, ex- you expect them to drop a couple of those yeah oh yeah you know I mean it, it, if, we're, if we're gonna be realistic here they're probably gonna split with Seton Hall um you know I get they just beat them but I think it's gonna be different mm-hmm. next time around and I'm not saying they're gonna lose <clears throat> I mean
0: I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised like it wouldn't shock me oh, oh Seton yeah Hall's a, Seton Hall's a darn good team of course, yeah. But you beat Marquette on their floor. I mean, you should beat him at home. You should be seeing John's at home Saturday. I mean,
1: on paper, anyways, Marquette's only got two guys yeah. that really concern me at all. And one of them is Justin Lewis, who's He's listed as a freshman, but he played last he year. He played, yeah. That, that's got to be a COVID thing.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's. And he's he played a, like a decent amount of games. I'm pretty, yeah. What's the he he played, played average in this he year? He played 21 games. Seven, yeah. One and a half assists per game. He he's
1: terrific. He's mm-hmm. their best player, Justin Lewis. He's what six seven. And
0: yeah. then, uh,
1: and then uh, Daryl Morelle, who he's this is his what his fourth or fifth year.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this fifth year? Fifth year, yeah. He yeah. played four at Maryland,
1: and he's averaging about fourteen points, what, four rebounds, three assists per game, something like that. That looks pretty accurate. Yeah,
0: like yep, yeah, yeah. Right? Cameron Jones, he was out for the last few games, I think, for them. He's coming back today. Uh Tyler Kohler. He is uh, native a native of Cumberland, guy. Rhode yeah. Island. Yeah. He's a nice little player. He does a little bit of everything. He's averaging seven points, six assists, four rebounds. Yeah. Uh, for a six three guard, a, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's a freshman too. He
1: played last Kohler. year too. Yeah, but he's Yeah, he did for George Mason.
0: Yeah. Um so Covid must be kinda I mean, unless I don't know. But he's got he's still yeah. got, you know, this
1: year and three more years of eligibility if he wants it. So they definitely have a, a core between him and Cameron Jones that could take them over the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, to become a decent team. It's not their time right now. And I exactly. mean, listen, I'm not me me saying that PC needs to, you know, win all these games and shit, man. Like that's not I'm not setting ridiculous expectations for this team. Like even if Providence was like a I don't know, like still like in that receiving votes category, I, you still got to win these games, man. Like I, exactly. would, I would have the same attitude towards it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got to take care of business, and <clears throat> you're thirteen and one. You've beaten some real tremendous teams, top tier teams. You know, not that Marquette's bad. I'm not trying to say that Marquette's good, but PC should, considering where PC is ranked, and the fact that they are thirteen and one with Wisconsin on their resume, Texas Tech, you know, all these schools, UConn. They should be able to take care of us this night. This is a game they should win. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they should.
0: Yeah. I think if you win this game, very good chance you go 5-0 and uh, against St. John Saturday, which they came up with a time yesterday. And, of course, they made it a noon game. I hate those freaking noon games, bro. Uh, like, if I like uh, if I got to set an alarm to go to the game, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> not about that, man. Like, Late night Friday Especially after a Friday night. Damn. Um... After that St. John's game, you're at Creighton, home for UConn, at Seton Hall. Yeah. So it kind of <laughs> the script kind of flips there. I mean, you hope to go like 2 to 1 in that 2 and 1 in that pocket. I mean, listen, we're looking, you know, like 2 weeks ahead of time right now, but the good news is early game means we get the whole night. In Providence. No, you're right. I mean, well, I will be taking my grandpa so unless he wants to get a little crazy, I mean. Ah, uh, you know. Mur- Murphy's after Rosendale. Let's 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 do it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, he's he's good for a couple of drinks. I mean, you know. Somebody's got to be good to drive home though. <laughs> so, PC, uh yeah. Um they were underdogs. Maybe like an hour ago and uh that line moved to basically even. Um AJ Reeves is going to play tonight. Maybe that news affected that, I'm assuming. That news affected that. He did injure his finger early in the game. Looked like he, like, jammed it pretty bad in that game against yeah, DePaul. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't heard that DePaul's
1: got anybody out.
0: So. Yeah. You know, it's got it to be because of Reeves. Yeah. So expect Reeves tonight. Um, And, yeah, so. You know, we were talking about Alderham Durham, his free throw shooting going mm-hmm.
1: during a specific game. I forget what game it was They were talking about. But. Aldara's been missing quite a few free throws lately. But knock on wood, none of them have been at the end of the games when it really counts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, looking at it here, um he shot he's seventy six for ninety five this year. Eighty percent. Very efficient there. Um and the three point shoot, man, it's just not it's not coming for him. He hit he went two for three last game, so Maybe signs trending in the right direction. I mean, I've been saying for, like, two or three pods now that the, it has to just regress to the mean. I mean, if he's a career, like, mid-to-high 30s guy, he's not going to be shooting 23%, 24% at three all freaking year long. Like, they're going to have to start falling It's going to have falling. to even out eventually, right? And, you know, I mean, we're only, you know, tonight's the 15th game. So, obviously, there's plenty of time we're for that to even the out. Less but than I, halfway through the season. I'd be very surprised if he finishes the season, like... 20, 25%. Yeah. I mean, it's going to get at least to the high 20s, even if he gets to 30. I mean, like, his his worst year sh- shooting threes, okay, he he shot 29% his freshman year when he only attempted one a and a half threes a game. Exactly. <laughs> that was five years ago. His, then he if, shot 35 If you do his 30%. sophomore year through his uh, senior year at Indiana... He's thirty-seven percent three-point shooter on three and a half attempts okay. per so, game. So exactly, we're talking like which uh, is probably roughly what he's taking right now, right? Three and a half attempts per game. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it is. Um, wow, he's like he's not even averaging a three a game, and he's shooting three and a half. Like that has to change, okay? Like he's not just going to shoot fifteen percent lower than his career average. I'm think it a change. The hoop's still the same. The ball's still the same. Okay, it's right. it's going to happen. He's going to hit multiple threes tonight. I, you know, that's a good chance. You know, I, I like having him out there with Bynum.
1: Not only does it open up the offense for, you know, having two guys that are able to get to the basket and, and dish it out, um, you know, to and Reeves on the wings or down low to Watson or Cutters or whatever it may be, but it allows Durham to play off the ball more, which allows him to become that, that wide-open shooter. In the offense.
0: Yeah, I like that Getting more. him
1: some more open shots, wide open shots. You know, and those are the ones you got to knock down. Clearly, he's got a resume saying that he's capable of doing that. Yep. He doesn't to force him. He'll start falling. He'll get some confidence in it. Not that I think confidence is an issue, but when you start seeing the ball go in the hoop, it tends to
0: happen more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Th- things will turn around for him in that department. Okay, so tip-off is in about five minutes. Uh, any, th- any other... Things you want to say here, wrapping up these first three games, here. Yeah, I mean, from our cat.
1: So there was one thing I wanted to ask of you guys out there that are, that are following us live right now. Uh, I'm sure you guys have us on Twitter. If you don't, it's literally just the Friday Town Pod. Same as our Instagram. Just tweet us. Just let us know that you listened. Um, we'd really appreciate it. You know, we're trying to trying to get an idea on who's listening, um, how many listeners, how many listeners we're getting on our live. So we'd really appreciate that from you guys. Um and we will see you guys later.
0: Yeah. We'll come at you guys. Uh, we'll do a little a little some some for halftime and then obviously like I said earlier, um we'll probably do, Yeah. Probably do a
1: little something. Yeah for the short
0: after. It's gonna be a little yeah. Just just a quick, you know, recap after this. hopeful dub. Alright guys. Thanks. We'll be back we'll soon. We'll catch you later. Alright, so um I Strongly debated canning that first 20-25 uh, minutes or so um, and just, you know, being a bitch and not recording right now. But Matt and I are sitting here with five ten left in the second half and your Providence College Friars are losing by 33 points. So, uh, yeah, holy shit. I-, I lied to you guys because um, after the Virginia game, I came on here and I said, this is the worst game they're going to play all year. Well, hold my beer for this Marquette game. I mean, good lord. This is lord. awful.
1: Just the turnovers and the missed shots and the the lack of rebounding. No defense at all. And and the guys that you count on. And I get you missing A.J. Reeves, but A.J. Reeves wasn't going to make up 33 points.
0: Oh, it, uh, you could add Jesus Christ on the score. It doesn't matter. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um... Started off sloppy, obviously. Terrible, terrible start to this one. Um, Marquette was just... They started out on fire. I think they started out like 5 of 8 before that first uh, TV timeout. PC had, you know, 3 or 4 turnovers at that point. And I mean like ugly turnovers. Just like losing control of the ball. And, you know, no Noah, Noah Horkler. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't have a very good game in this one. Um, He had a couple early on. I think he had three in the first half. Uh it was pretty miserable first few minutes, right? But then they get to that ten minute mark or so in the first half. Uh they get it to eighteen to twenty two. They go on a little eight oh run there. And you're thinking, okay, we got ourselves a game and then holy shit I mean they went on a twenty oh run or whatever the hell it was. And that was I mean it was just it was just pain. I don't even know what to how to uh, like describe i mean obviously you know even even during that 200 run when they were <laughs> when they had like a 100 run and they went up by like 15 you already knew it was basically over but this is just i mean this is PC playing their worst game of the year and Marquette playing their best game of the year and it just so happened to fall on the same night and this is just what you get
1: sort of like the virginia game in a way i mean this is worse than the virginia like you said oh no, this is no no about worse. that oh yeah this is going to be the worst, hopefully, this will be the worst game that they play all season. And there's, there's a strong possibility of that because, let's face it, they couldn't play much worse.
0: No. I mean, and Marquette's not <clears> going to be – Marquette's going to score 90 in this game. They're not going to do that all year anymore. And granted, PC just lost it. I mean, Ed Cooley mailed it in at the end of the first half, bringing in Andrew Fonts and
1: – Good on was out there for a while. I, I get – yeah, I Who get – He playing a ton of minutes, guys that don't yeah. really
0: play – you want to make All a statement, much. but it's like, at that point, you were not. still kind of in the game. It was like a 15-point game. Like, Andrew Fonch, you want to make a statement to your team, I get it, but like, Fonch was on the team to practice, be a cheerleader, get the water,
1: and, and and hustle and blowouts. That's his job. Not come in when a game is,
0: I'm not going to call it close, but within reach. I mean, there's 25 minutes left to be played, and you're only down, you know, 15. You can right, be- and I get you want to make a statement, yeah,
1: but don't make the statement by bringing in a walk-on. Because even if he's going to play hard and he's going to set the right example, he's, he's not athletic enough to hang, to hang with these guys. That's just how it is. And he's not quick enough to get a shot off. I don't, I don't care, you know, about the fact that he's all statement Island. That's nice. But this isn't all—we're not talking about playing, you know, Bishop Hendrick and LaSalle. This is this is big time. And unfortunately, there's a reason why he's a walk on.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to get you guys some numbers here. So we just hit the final timeout with two minutes in the game. Providence is down eighty eight to fifty four. Uh, this is just sad. um, let's see. Al oh, Durham's got sixteen points. Very quiet. Sixteen. Bynum's got nine. He's hit some threes. Ed's got nine and five. Nate's got eight and eight. Minaya, six and five. Mania. He was like the only positive I think I can take out of those first like fifteen minutes of the first half. I mean, at least he was playing, you know, Manaya defense and really crashing the boards. He had some offensive boards there but like wow dude and we got a and we got a good iron bucket at the end of the first half there so you know something to build off of i mean just everybody put it like shit man i mean the defense was shit the start the turnovers are terrible i don't even know what the hell they're at now and i don't even think i want to know but uh let's see if i can get those numbers here they're at 13 they had eight in the first half um a good portion of those eight came in like the earlier parts of the first half, and the thing is, they they had a chance here because they really got um, Marquette in foul trouble early in that first half too. Uh, I think they were already at, um, they were already in the bonus with like nine minutes left to play in the first half, so they they kind of had some opportunities there. They played extremely sloppy on offense, just left way too many guys open.
1: Well, they started turning the ball over. Marquette started playing their game getting up and down the court quickly. And and that's when PC was really in trouble. And Marquette just never looked back, really, for the most part.
0: No, I'm freaking yawning over here. I don't even want to be a part of this. Um, Justin Lewis, the big guy, he's going to lead this game in scoring. He's got 23 right now. I can't imagine we're going to be seeing all the starters here for the last two minutes.
1: Right, now's the time. Mm -hmm. Coach Cooley, now now might be the time to bring in Drew Fonts.
0: Yeah, this would be a good spot for him. Yeah. What are the other fonts? I don't think it...
1: Look at Curry. I'm not even sure how to say his name. He averages 2.9 blocks per blocks per game. The big guy for uh, Marquette. He's got seven tonight. Tyler Kolick averages six five uh, 5.9 assists per game. He's got... What was it? Nine?
0: Yeah. That Kuwait or whatever. Um.
1: We should know his name. He's been there. He's a senior. Um... But he's the leading shot blocker in the Big East. For a team like PC that's missing one of their premier outside threats,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know the, that forces you to have to go inside, whether driving to the basket or trying to get the ball into Nate. It's going to be tough when you're going to get up against an elite to, to shot blocker. And that's what they face tonight. Yep. Marquette's a matchup for them. Yeah. And if you let them get out and, and set their set their pace, go at their pace, you're going to be in trouble. And that's what we saw tonight.
0: Marquette's going to end up shooting about 55% in this one. 10 for 20 from three. They hit 16 of their 18 free throws. PC shot 72% of the line.
1: Which um, isn't miserable, but it's not great.
0: Yeah, PC only shot I mean, 32%. Let's put it to you this
1: way that, that wasn't the difference maker for a change, free throws.
0: PC had 20 offensive rebounds in this one. Offensive? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know why? Because they're missing everything. Yeah.
0: Literally. When you
1: miss 110 shots. You gotta get a couple of rebound offensive rebounds. What are they on the defensive rebound
0: side? Sixteen. So what? Because Marquette's not friggin' hitting them. Sixteen's what? PC's actually got rebounding them, right? Yeah. By a
1: rebound? Which does not seem like that at all to me. It's gotta be because of the offensive rebounds, though.
0: Eight blocks and eight steals for Marquette as a team unbelievable
1: you're not gonna really win too many games scoring 54
0: points you're not gonna win many letting up freaking 90 this is uh I don't even know what to say man like this is just such a shit show of a freaking game like at least Virginia like it was like close until like you know probably like 7 minutes left in the game but holy shit this one was done 15 minutes in like you see the dying. common
1: denominator though? what? you see the common denominator between the two teams? Great shot blockers. Yeah. Virginia's got Shedrick. Shedrick, I think, had five blocks in that game. Yeah. Oh yeah. But and, and but more than that, he was altering shots. Uh-huh. Like crazy. And yeah. Same thing with that kid, Kuth or Kouth, however you say his name tonight. The big guy from Marquette. Same thing with that kid. You know, he had, what was it, seven blocks? And how many el- How many more did he alter?
0: hmm
1: You know, PC's, uh, let's see, there's 25 seconds left. This is it for PC, obviously. So through that, they've they're shooting what, nineteen for fifty eight from the field, right?
0: Yeah, thirty three percent.
1: Right. So I mean, those seven blocks, and say he only altered altered three, which I'm sure he altered many more than that. Right there, that's ten. They that would be if he if that didn't happen in the in the one end, they'd be twenty nine for fifty eight from the field, which should be, right you know right near that thirty one of fifty nine that Marquette is. I, you know, you can't tell me that that chop locker, um, the presence of a big guy like that defensively isn't mm-hmm. earth-shattering to a team that wants to play inside like PC. And, and that is limited in terms of their outside shooting, in terms of, act, like, real good outside shooting. Not to say they don't have some guys that can hit wide open ones. But really, when you think of their three-point shooters, who do you think of? Hawkler and Reeds. When you take out one of the two guys, when you only have two to begin with... And then you face a shot blocker like that, you know, and then you let the team dictate the pace of the game. The the opposite team, the opposing team dictate the pace of the game. This is what happens, 30-point losses.
0: Yeah, this is really freaking bad. Uh, Final, 88-56. Just seen a graphic on the TV. Marquette's biggest margin of victory over a ranked opponent. I mean, listen, uh, this is... say anymore man uh here's what i can say just gotta bounce back like you gotta make a effing statement on saturday at home okay and then you gotta you got like they're gonna drop they, they're they not gonna be 16 next week they'll they'll still be ranked if they win saturday they'll be back down in the 20s but um you know it's not like they're gonna get knocked out of being ranked as long as they win Saturday, but uh, oh yeah,
1: I'm. There's no doubt in my mind that they'll still be ranked. But if if they lose to St. John's on Saturday at home, there's no way they're gonna be. They're gonna stay then maybe there.
0: people were right for calling their record out to be a little fraudulent. Listen, this is only a quad two loss, by the way. So it's not a terrible loss. Come March, I mean, they're they're kind of like teetering on being like a borderline quad. Quad three, but I mean, with this win and plenty Quad of three? opportunity, mm-hmm. you mean three seed? No, the loss. Oh, you're it, talking it, about it could okay, become talking... it could become a three, because um, Marquette's like in the in like the '80s, like '88 or something in net. But with this win, and obviously not many chances to have like bad losses and the Big East, they they'll probably stay there so it's really not a bad loss like come march this isn't going to be like a ridiculous blemish yeah on the resume i mean there's not really the bit the big uh they shouldn't
1: really have any bad losses this year
0: because every team in the big east is good their quad three and quad four games are going to be both games against st against uh georgetown and butler and then home against st john's will be a three on the road against st john's might end up being a two but those are the only games that are going to be threes and fours. So you take care of business in those games. You're going to get these losses in there, obviously. Yeah, it's going, to freaking going to go the rest of the way. Yeah, exactly. And listen, this team just won eight games in a row against a lot of good teams. So absolutely. whatever. You win St. John's, go make a statement at Creighton next week. And, you know, nobody's thinking – About this game. It really, really sucks right now. This blows. Okay? Like, this... That that was just like... I can't even believe we watched that whole game, to be quite honest with you. Me neither. If if we weren't, like, committed to doing this podcast after the game, finishing it off, I would have turned that shit off. I'd be sleeping. Yeah. Me too. I'd be in my bed, sleeping, getting ready to go to work tomorrow. For a long day, okay? Friars, this wasn't, you know, ideal. This was just the tip of the iceberg. But listen, Saturday, home against St. John's. I want to say it's a quad three game. Let's see. It is. It's a quad three. So they have one, two, three. Their, their home games against St. John's, Georgetown, Butler, and DePaul are all quad three. Um, Away at Georgetown's quad three. So they actually don't even have any quad fours at this point. So actually this uh this loss really I, I stand corrected. It's not really teetering on uh quad three because I think it actually goes up to a hundred twenty five if you're playing an away game which this is it's why like, yeah this is why even these, if it's a hundred
1: they're probably not gonna fall back to a hundred. Yeah Marquette's not gonna go which I think it is. It's I for, you're saying one hundred twenty five it might be. I thought it was a hundred
0: Virginia loss. That was a neutral court, and they're ninety third. So, neutral, I think, is where it goes below a hundred away. I think it's below one twenty five. So this will stay as a quad two loss. That's fine. Yeah, it's no, nothing. There's not going to be
1: any bad losses the rest of the way, really. And and, and truthfully, they're not going to win every game. They're not going to lose every game. You know, if there's one thing that we know about sports in general or life in general, really, is that. There's no such thing as perfection. Look at the Patriots back in the day. You get the, one of the greatest, probably top two, three greatest wide receivers of all time. You get the by far the greatest quarterback of all time. You go undefeated, you go to the Super Bowl, and you lose. Mm-hmm. What could have been more... What team could have been more built for an undefeated season than that team? You know? that just goes to show that, you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to stay undefeated. But... You know, I think that it's time to break down the fire Tide Pond Firetown Pod player of the game. And uh, you know, that's that's easy. It's so easy. We gotta give it to a Marquette player. Oh yeah. For the second time this year. Um and that's Justin Lewis. There's no doubt about it. He had twenty three points, eleven rebounds, two assists. Um you know, he has steal only one turnover. He was seven for sixteen from the field, two of two for four from three. A massive dunk. Uh, and I Poster it was yeah. Uh, he was seven for seven from the line, perfect from the line. He yeah. was absolutely awesome. outstanding tonight. You know, we saw him last year and we knew he was going to be real good, but it seems like this year, um, you know, he's averaging over fifteen a game, eight rebounds. He's really taken a step, and and I know, you know, I, it's got to be because of COVID. He's actually got three years of eligibility after this year.
0: Yeah, he's only which is scary, right? Even despite the fact that he played last year. If he keeps playing like this, I can guarantee you he's not going to stay all four. No, of course. Or another three. But this kid's real good. It's ridiculous. It
1: really is. Yeah. Um, but Cam Jones, six uh, four freshman from Cordova, Tennessee. Um, he's averaging seven point seven points, one point seven rebounds, one point six assists per game. Now he was hurt, I believe. Right? Or was it COVID protocol? In either case, he missed some time. Today was his first game back. He was 5 for 7 from the field off the bench, 4 for 5 from 3, 14 points, 2 rebounds. Yeah.
0: So you won't be seeing steal. Uh,
1: No turnovers, no fouls. The, you know, these guys just played out of their minds.
0: Yeah. They, they had their best game of the year. Plain and simple. They, uh, you won't be seeing us post about away players winning the player of the game. This is the only place you'll get that content. Verbally, we're not going to give these guys the time of day on our social medias. Screw them! Um, <laughs> um, some right. some
1: concerns on PC's part. I mean, 5 of 19 from the Ray. Yeah. Only 19 of 58 from the field. But more than that, 14 turnovers. And how many of those came in the first half? Yeah, a lot of them. I think it was 8 in the first half. And that's that just can't happen. Bad ones. Back to back to back. Um, yeah. The good news—they stayed out of foul trouble for the most part. I mean, Nate had four, um, Al had three, and Crosswell, uh, Ed Croswell had three, but they
0: weren't—they they weren't gonna make a difference. No. Even if it was a close game. So next game Saturday, like we said, home against St. John's. We do have some good news, some positive, some positive thinking that can come out of this game. Al Durham. Two threes. I said it. That was my prediction. Yes. He's going to have multiple threes. You should be betting next week. Let's go. I would have right. bet, bet the house on that shit. Yeah, I would have bet the house Let's on go. this game. A lot of people did. He's back. <laughs> I'll, I'll dare him three balls are back, baby. All right, so home against St. John's on Saturday. That starts a stretch of five games in 13 days for the Friars. Um, and it's because that way. Or I should say, it's that way because they have that makeup game against Georgetown, which would be the fifth game on that thirteen day. So a lot of a lot of Friars basketball um, coming your way, and <laughs> like uh, starting Saturday, three of those are home games are going away, home, away, home, away, home for a few. So let's go. Let's get this quad three win against St. John Saturday. Um, just closing, you know, anything else you want to say, Matt, Not really. We're just, good with this. Yeah.
1: Just, you know what, they're 13-2. I'm ready Wait, for bed. You're not going to get off to a better start than this. Obviously, today's game was terrible. Yeah. Hopefully
0: we never see anything ever like it ever again. For as long as this world exists. We, um... We could be talking next Tuesday night after the Creighton game and be like, 5-1 in the Big East, let's go! You know? Yeah, I mean, realistically, right now, they're on pace... For what, 12 Big East win, something like that, probably? Hey, still perfect in quad one. That's all I give a shit about.
1: (laughs) Exactly, and honestly, that's what matters probably most.
0: Exactly. At this point, um, you know, we're going to be talking a little differently in a week or two. All right, and listen, um, just just to plug a little something here, Twitter space, follow us. You guys follow us. I know all you guys are tweeting during the games and shit, so when we're going on halftime or we're going to say that we're going to do Twitter space after, join, join. Like what else are you doing? You're just sitting your ass on the couch anyway, and you're on your phones. I see you guys all on Twitter. We had a nice little convo there at halftime today. Whatever it was, more of a venting sesh. Um, you know, Dan shout out, Chrissy pant shout out, but just come on and talk. Like, let's let's talk. Let's you know what I mean. Like we're all we're all you know a big community on Twitter anyway. Like, let's get to know each other a little bit more. You know, just share your thoughts, vent be happy when we win, like, I, n- I know you guys see the tweets, just, just join it, you, you see, you see the little purple thing up top on your Twitter when we're going live, I know you do, so, l- let's start doing that for away games more, maybe during halftime the away games, or after the away games, I mean, a lot of the away games, I feel like Matt and I will be together watching them, and we'll probably do, like, live reaction, you know, recording after, and stuff like this, but, let's get on there, and make sure you watch our. Uh, Every time we record, we go live on IG, except for right now, because I just don't feel like being on camera. But come on and watch us there if you don't want to, you know, you get you get to preview the pod a little bit early.
1: Yeah. I mean, to our supporters, we really appreciate you and we love you guys. And we really want to wish you a happy new year. Um, you know, please stay safe, you know, with the new variant coming around. Yeah. Wear a mask at the dunk. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much that actually helps personally, but that, no, that's my personal opinion. But nevertheless, it is a rule. Please, please follow suit. It's a if if nothing else,
0: it's it's a respect thing. Yeah, connect with us. You know where to find us: Instagram and Twitter. It's literally the podcast name, FrytownPod. Pod. You know what it is. Uh, you can follow me at Nate underscore Carrero as well. You can see that in the bio. Matt, you can't follow him on Twitter because he doesn't have one. That's because but, I'm old. But hey, listen. I'm old. What can I tell you? He loves to attack Jeff Goodman on the pod's Twitter page, so. Well, you
1: know what? He wants to come at Providence College Friars.
0: Hey. I'm gonna come at him. Hey. He well, wants to come at Arthur, I'm going to his. This game shut us up real quick. So Hey. Hey, you know what? Maybe I shut you up. Speak for yourself.
1: <laughs> Jeff, I'm coming
0: for you tomorrow, buddy. Yeah. Listen. I'm about to shut up right now. It's it's time to move past Marquette. And guess what? As the great Bill Belichick would say, we're on to St. John's. So that's what we're doing Saturday. We'll see you guys at the dunk.
1: Hopefully they'll come out with something of fire on Saturday. If not, that's going to be a long one too. But you know what?
0: Yeah, I just don't want to come on here depressed anymore. It's a, it's a depressing <laughs> mood,
1: okay? It like, is a different day. It's a different game. Uh, you know, It hurts not having AJ. It really hurts.
0: Yeah. Well, they said prior to the game that it's looking like it's going to be a multi. But he's been I practicing, so that, that doesn't make
1: sense. But. It's, weird,
0: it's weird that he was like such like a to the tip off kind of decision today, and then all of a sudden they say multi week. So I, I I would take it more as multiple games. If multi, I mean the finger is apparently broken. So you if you're watching the game, you definitely saw the cast on his left hand. So obviously, it's unplayable wearing that. Um,
1: yeah, but. you know who would have been a nice pickup for for PC, for them to have this year. Max, uh, Max Hooper. Do you remember Max Hooper?
0: Max Hooper
1: played at St. John's for one or two years. He was played for like three different colleges. His senior year, he played at Oakland. He only took threes.
0: He oh, n- yeah. he didn't take
1: one two point field goal his entire senior year. It's gonna be. He started.
0: Yeah, it's like going to be uh, a lot of minutes. It's going to be tough, life without AJ, for sure. But, all right, Saturday, St. John's. Let's do this. For Matt Shaker, I'm Nate Carrero. FTP. We're out. Way man. out. Way out.